This podcast is brought to you by two guys who know the last one was too long. Stop telling us! Hello and welcome, I'm the film fella, otherwise known as Jordan, and joining me this week, since I didn't manage to scare him off last week, is my co-host, John Wall. Say hello. Yo, what up? <laughs> We've got a lot to go through this week, since those bunch of nerds over at Marvel dumped a truckload of info for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe last weekend, so let's get cracking. But first, let's sort some things out. The actor who plays Falky is Tony Hale. Lucas's sister in Strange Things is called Erica, played by Priya Ferguson. Jared Harris played Moriarty in the Sherlock films and Lekas Olve in Chernobyl. The Bond films and dates we messed up were Skyfall 2012 and Spectre 2015. Did we miss anything else? Probably. Transition. Lots of news and plenty of trailers this week. News and trailers. As you know, it's been San Diego Comic Con and as usual, Marvel have taken the opportunity to show us what is coming in the now Spoilers if you haven't watched Endgame, if you haven't watched anything else up to this point. We've told you we've been going on about it last week, but at this point, what are you doing? Um, so it's going to be a Marvel-free Stark, Rogers and Romanoff MCU. Now, it's safe to say, John Wall, you were fairly underwhelmed by all of this Marvel news that's come out this past week. Um, you weren't having it. You are having none of it, really, weren't you? It was a bit bit sad. Um, <laughs> but do you want to, like, explain what's got your goat, buddy? Like, what's what's grinding your gears? What has got my goat? What has got your goat? <laughs> what is grinding those gears, my friend? I basically don't know a single character anymore. They've, they've all gone. All my, all my fave characters have gone, and all the ones that still exist are probably going to go soon. Because they're all getting replaced by other people. And, and that makes you sad? Yes. It, so you're not interested by any of the lineup that we've apparently got coming. So we've got Black Widow, we've got the Eternals, the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. I like the um, I like I like the characters that I grew up with. So the fact that uh, Steve Rogers is no longer going to be um, Captain America, and it's not even being passed to uh, the Winter Soldier, which it would have been in the comics, is kind of sad. Well, we'll get to that in a second because there is some news about how that show is going to go and what is going to happen with the Captain America mantle. So, yeah, that, that is literally the only reason that's grinding your gears about it. You Have you looked into it any further than our pre-chat about this where we had a quick, like, oh, have you seen this? And then you were like, this is shit. <laughs> like, have you read into anything anymore? Have you looked into any of what, what the plots are going to be? No. Um, I'm just going to no. come out and no. I'm still going to watch them. This is, this is I'm, my... still, I'm still going to watch all of them and I might, it might change my mind. But if I go in with, um, if I go in with the attitude that I won't like it, then they've got, they've got a surprise. They've got a chance to win you over is yes. what you're saying. Yes, they do. Right, okay. I'm kind of on that wavelength with it, but also I think that it's pretty interesting what they've announced and it seems to me that once we get into it, a lot of the things that they've described that are coming, it's more comic booky in the sense of some of the things that they've announced there's a lot of crossover with different characters it's almost like when we mentioned last week about like the fox kids tv shows where loads of characters just popped up so this is me harking back to when i was a little kid but i used to love those programs like come home from school put fox kids on it watch seems, all the cartoons it seems like there's too many um like tv shows as well rather than films that's I yeah their films because i don't have to Keep up to them as much if I miss one. <laughs> Fair. Whereas, yeah, these now apparently, these all these shows flow into what the next films are going to be or backstories, films that you're going to watch later and you're going to be like, eh, 
but these shows now will apparently plug big gaps in between, apart from a couple of them that they've announced that are completely separate, but we'll get into them as well. Um, so, yeah, pretty interesting to see that you're not a huge fan, considering how, how much of a, a fan normally I know you are of, of the MCU. So let's get cracking and sort of dive in. We'll go one, one by one. We'll go through the future, starting in 2020. <laughs> so, yeah, to check out Black Widow, which comes out on May the 1st, 2020. Now, we've already discussed this a little bit last week. We got a little bit excited because it's like David Harbour's in it. We love David Harbour. What a bloke. He's in Stranger Things. He's a, he's a new Hellboy. What a bloke. What a bloke. I mean, we're, we're big fans. I mean, I think he's pretty solid. He's a good actor. He's nodding his head. Again, I think yeah. you do need to tell people when you agree. <laughs> he's a good lad. Um, but we found out this week that he's not playing Taskmaster. He's also not playing the big rumoured one where I think the rumour speculated and started because he said that he was in a Marvel thing and everyone just, because it was the internet, decided to think that because he said the word thing without thinking about what he said, that it started this whole thing that it was going to be Ben Grimm and play the thing from the Fantastic Four. But he's actually now playing a character called Alexei who in the comics is apparently another character called the Red Guardian. Now, I'm just going to look at you. You're shaking your head. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, no idea. I, you know, personally, I know we both know quite a lot of the characters in Marvel Universe and DC. We're uh, quite big fans. What's, what's the Guardian? I have no idea. Is Why he is he red? I don't get it. Is he red? I'm, is presuming he, it's is, a, is red? I'm presuming it's a Soviet thing, I'm guessing. But it, it's, yeah, there's no more rumours than that. Um, there's been some, some artwork that's been released that's got... Is he red? Well, not of him, but of Taskmaster, and he's got the shield and the sword that he always has, and he's trying to kick um, Black Widow in the face, which is pretty fun. I'm guessing he'll have copied her moves, because that's what he does. Uh, I don't know if we even mentioned that last week, but if Taskmaster is the main villain, he's a villain that has, like, a eidetic memory. He can, like, remember everyone's moves, no matter who you are, even if you're, like, a superhero. For some reason, his superpower is that he's got, like, these amazing reflexes, so he can just counteract you and copy you. And in the comics and the TV shows, the only character that has really beaten him is Deadpool. Um, because Deadpool's so erratic and too hard to pin down on what he's going to do next. Or just in general, anything that he's going to do. Taskmaster is scared of Deadpool. Now, I don't know if Deadpool's coming to the MCU, but it'd be interesting to see whether, hopefully, if Taskmaster is in this film, and it's a prequel film, that they don't kill Taskmaster, because it'd be good to see him in future films doing the same thing. Uh, would you agree? Like, they have a tendency to kill the villains quite a lot of the time. I could kill Taskmaster. Yeah, well, you're quite erratic <laughs> and quite hard to pin down. <laughs> you're a bit, you know, a bit off, off the cuff. I, I yeah... Just, I would uh, agree, I, I think. Just throw a chair at him. Probably, I, you wouldn't be expecting that. <laughs> that. Even even watching you pick it up and grab it, be like, hmm, what's this guy going to do next? Look at the chair and kick him. <laughs> well, this is it. So, yeah, um, so yeah, new new uh, foe for Taskmaster other than Deadpool, John Wall. <laughs> so, they might write you in, you never know. If they ever listen to this, they probably won't. He's tapping his nose. <laughs> so we'll move on, because uh, I think Black Widow, we've kind of like beaten it with a stick. We know when it's coming out now. It's next year. It was meant to be Marvel's flagship. I'll beat Taskmaster with a stick. <laughs> and share. And kick him. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've discussed that already. So we'll discuss it again nearer the time, I'm sure. And if we get any more news. I do think that it's supposed to be set about her coming out of the Soviet Union, her in the modern day, um, that catching up to her, 
and there might be a Black Widow Mark II that's been trained to take her out. We know it's going to end because we know she didn't die. Yeah, she did. <laughs> like she, no, she's so we dead. Know, we know she's not going to die in this because we know she's alive after this. Yeah, it's a stupid thing with prequels, really. Yeah, because you know, you, you know that like they can build all, build all, like all the suspense up and stuff, but they're not going to die. It could leave a back door open that now when we've seen Endgame from from Black Widow that there could be some sort of MacGuffin that brings her back. Maybe she puts her mind into a computer in this film or clones herself or something. She probably doesn't. You don't look very amused by that. So we're going to move on. <laughs> so um, I keep calling it The Eternals, but um, I, they've marketed it as Eternals. So the name is just Eternals. Um, that comes out in November 6th of 2020. So that's the other Marvel film as it stands coming out that year. Um, a lot of people know Stanley Stan Lee is and R.I.P. Stanley, We miss you. I put my hands together there. Um, Jack Kirby was the other big sort of influential writer, storyboard creator for a lot of the comics back back in the day. Um, he is the one that did, um, I think for DC, he did the New Gods when he, he kind of got sacked by Marvel. So he went off and did that. Um, but the Eternals are kind of like, I think he either came back or he did it before. It's a very similar set of characters, but set in Marvel. So they're a race of like godlike beings that have been created by the Celestials. Now the Celestials have shown up in the Marvel films previously in like little snippets. So when the Collector in the first Guardians film is showing them about the Power Stone, and there's that big guy with that big stick and he just kills all those people in that flashback. He's a Celestial. The head, the nowhere, the planet that they go to all the time with all the bars and the sleazy stuff is the head of a Celestial. Um, there's, there's been other characters referenced in, in other films. Um, I forget off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, the Celestials apparently made like prototype humans, but with powers before humans became into an existence. And the whole plot is gonna be centered around some sort of cosmic romance. What are your thoughts on that? Because that's like, they've not really done a rom-com or romance related film in the MCU. And then you've got these big characters, um, these mental powers, like powers that apparently we can't comprehend but the film's going to be a, a romance at its centre. Sounds kind of lame. Sounds kind of lame. So yeah, again... It sounds this is... like um, when they try to make um, a romance between um, the Incredible Hulk and Black Widow, and it was, just, it was just completely pointless. Seemed a little bit forced, a little bit pointless, yeah. a bit strange. It, just, um, it seems like something they don't really need to do. Okay. And also, I don't know any of the people. Again, <laughs> I I'm gonna, any of the characters. Again, I, I'm the same. I think this is a very similar scenario to back when we got Guardians of the Galaxy. I had a rough, I'd heard of them, but that was it. There was no like preconception of what the characters were or what they could do. Mm. Um, these guys are even further afield. Apparently, there's a really good comic book run that this film is going to be based on by Neil Gaiman who's done a lot of stuff. He's written what we might be talking about later on in his TV section. Um, he has done the writing for Good Omens with David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Um, he wrote that with Terry Pratchett back in the day as a book, and it's obviously got a TV show. So he's connected to a lot of a lot of things, a lot of TV shows. He's a very good writer. He's still, still alive, still doing stuff now. Um, so that's the run that they're apparently taking from it. And that run centres on these characters, some, or if not most of them, not knowing that they are who they are so they don't know that they've got the powers they don't know anything they just think that they're regular human beings which might be where the romance from it comes maybe they get pulled together in some way the big one for me because like you said I don't know any of the characters I wanted to find out who Richard Madden was because obviously he's from Game of Thrones bodyguard big big actor and he got a really big woo 
you know, those big woos that they get at Comic Con when he came out, those big woo. Probably a lot of people throwing the knickers at him. I, I don't know. I mean, I would. Um, <laughs> but he is playing a character. I'll just wait until John Wall's picked himself up off of the uh, the studio table, or otherwise known as my kitchen table. <laughs> um, he's playing a character called Icarus. I don't know if that's meant to be anything to do with the mythological Icarus. Or the band that he used to be in. <laughs> Uh, the less said the better <laughs> but um, he's apparently an unkillable superhero like he's got all the powers that you'd think of like Superman and everyone like that but he can't be killed and I don't know whether this is something that's in the comic book that's been written by Neil Gaiman or whether it's something that's apparently in this film but there's a sequence where he gets taken in by the mob and they're trying to get information out of him you know like cut your finger off blah 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 but he can re- regenerate all of his body parts so allegedly, if this hasn't been filmed, it might be filmed as like a comedic sequence where the mob are just trying to like beat the shit out of him, chop his limbs off, like drown him, what, and nothing affects him. But I think he also doesn't realise that he's superhuman either. So it'd make for quite a funny scene. What, do, does that make you want to see it anymore? Mm. Like, you like Richard I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna yeah, watch it well, lot, yeah. We ain't got a trailer yet either, so we've got no idea of what vibe it's going to be, I guess. Mm. So, and then obviously the other character or the other big sort of star we've got is Angelina Jolie playing Fina. And uh, as the note suggests Fina. that we're currently looking at... Fina. 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 T-H again. Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Call her Tina from now on. It's like, it's like Thor. Fina. <laughs> Fina. But we have, uh, yeah, we've got no idea really. I have no idea what our powers are. I could have looked this up before this podcast, but I didn't. Um, I probably, I quite fancy getting this Neil Gaiman, this comic, and giving it a good read. So we might give that a read. I might share it with you. We might have more to talk about. But we'll move on. (laughs) So we're going to move on to the next thing in the Marvel Phase 4 lineup. But wait, there's more. (laughs) There's so much more. There is so much more. The Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show coming out on the Disney Plus streaming service, which we will get to after we've gone through all this, is coming out in fall 2020, which I think is like, you autumn. know, autumn time, in it? When, when the leaves fall. Yeah, it's when the leaves fall. So that's going to be starring Anthony Mackie playing Falcon and Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier. Apparently, it's all going to tie into the films, like we've said, um, so it's one that you'll not want to miss. There's a rumour that it's set after Endgame, and it's those guys dealing with the pressure of being given Captain America's shield. Spoilers, should have said again, but I mean, I've told you way before that we're going to be going into spoilers because this is phase four now, so phase three's been and done, so if you haven't caught up by now, what are you doing? But it's them dealing with the loss, dealing with the um, expectancy of carrying on the mantle of Captain America. And there is a rumour that, like you mentioned earlier, that usually it's the Winter Soldier who gets it first and then he passes it on to the Falcon after. But it could be them passing it between themselves and both taking on the mantle. Does that change your mind a little bit about how that's going to go? So is Falcon supposed to have it at some point? Falcon was meant to get it at some point, yeah. He um, becomes, in the modern they're comics they're at the moment, he is the Captain America. They just skipped out a... Like his best friend. Yeah. yeah I thought it, that were a bit stupid at the end of um, Endgame, where he just, when he wants to speak to Falcon instead. Wants to speak to the guy that's known for a couple of years rather than the guy that he's known his entire life. But. And, you know, cost him his life several times in trying to get his friend back because he loves Bucky. There's something going on there. I know. But, 
Yeah, he um, yeah they both had the shield at different points in the comics. I think Falcon's currently got it at the moment as the new Captain America. He still has the wings, but he has the shield as well. Maybe they'll share it in the series. Well, this is what I'm thinking. Maybe it'll be a... no. <laughs> well, Thanos already cut the first one in half, didn't he? So go find that. I can have one each. But um, I'm interested to see how it goes. Apparently, it's a, a, a bu- almost like maybe a buddy cop thing of them developing like their relationship together. Um, also, the big news for this one is that the villain that seems to be coming back is Daniel Brühl playing Baron Zemo. Baron who's, Zemo. Th- that was a fantastic Jim accent. Well, he's supposed to be German. Um, as soon as he's like uh, you know a member of the uh, Hydra, so Hail Hydra. But he's got the, the purple mask from the comics, finally. So apparently there was footage shown of him putting on the purple mask. Um, I've got no other idea what he's doing. He was in the in the prison before. Um, I forgot what it's called now. Can you remember the name of the prison? Blackgate? <laughs> Not Blackgate, that's, that's Batman. <laughs> the Raft. The Raft is the Raft prison. Um, it's kind of like Alcatraz, isn't it? But it's like middle ocean and it comes up out of the sea. Sorry, really weird. They don't come out of the sea. <laughs> it's just it's on, on a little issue. island. But um, yeah, so he's on there. So God knows where he comes into play with all this, but he's he's in it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. You sound a little bit nonplussed. It's, it's a series, isn't it? <laughs> it means I've got to stay up to date with it. And I think it's only a six or eight episode Did run. They're all at once as well. They're all... I think possibly, although we've not got the streaming service that is on yet, so it depends on how we do it. I would imagine that it'll be a binge, mm. a binge watching thing. So there are six episodes, I can live with that. Yeah, I'm not sure it's six or eight, but uh, yeah, we'll see. So we'll move on from TV and back to the next in the lineup, which is another film. I'm quite excited for this one just because it's a bit out there, even though we knew it was coming. So Shang Chi and the Ten Rings comes out in February twelfth, twenty twenty one. Um, and it is starring a slightly unknown actor, Canadian actor, Simu Liu, who, quite funnily, um, if anyone's been following him on Twitter, if you're not, go follow him, because all of his Twitter so far is just hilarious um, since he's been picked up for this. He only got cast the other week, just before they actually did the announcement, and then they flew him in three hours into him being announced to come do that. Um, he put a tweet out, a few years back to Marvel saying, hey, what's going on Marvel? Where's the where's the Asian representation? Where's where's the next Marvel Asian superhero coming? I, I'm, I'm available. Bearing in mind, he was fairly unknown at this point as well. He has gone back, replied to himself with, whoa, shit, what up? <laughs> because he's obviously now been picked. Um, he seems like quite a nice guy. He's quite a friendly Canadian bloke, by, by the sounds of it. He's, he's quite chatty. On Twitter, he's been letting fans do loads of Q&As and things. But other than that, I don't really know much about him. I don't know what he's been in. Um, I, from what I gather, he can do a bit of his own stunts, a bit of his own martial arts and things like that. So it might flow a little bit better than, for example, Danny Rand in the Iron Fist TV series where he had to learn martial arts before the film within like two weeks and it, you could tell. Whereas this guy seemingly has, has a ripped physique anyway, so they don't really need to get that going with this guy and he also knows how to do martial arts. Um, there's not really been any plot that's been announced other than because it's the Ten Rings and I'm quite excited for this, we're actually getting a Mandarin. So we're getting the real Mandarin and the Ten Rings. So if you don't know, in the first Iron Man it's hinted at because he goes into the, the cave where he's captured by the terrorists and there's the logo of like the Ten Rings in the background. And then fast forward to Iron Man 3, Iron Man 3, 
We've got the Trevor Slattery, Iron Man, um, Mandarin in there, but he's not real. Like, he's obviously acting and pretending to be Mandarin, but most of us Marvel comic fans got a little bit confused because in the trailers and everything, they did make it look exactly like how the Mandarin does in the comics, and it turns out that it's all facade, and it's really, like, the, you know, the other villain in it who's claiming to be the Mandarin, even though that's not what that character is. Um, and then we've seen little glimpses of that organisation moving forward, so... In one of the Ant-Man films, when they're coming to buy the little, um, the little black hornet suits in the first Ant-Man, where there's um, there's like a Hydra agent who turns up. There's also a Ten Rings guy with like a tattoo on his neck. So there's a hint there. And then they did like a, a little Marvel one shot on Iron Man three, where they filmed an extra bit where they showed Zlatary in prison and the real. Ten Rings coming and saying we're not happy that you're intimidating the Mandarin and that he obviously thought it was all rubbish and they take him away. So he might even turn up in this film, which would be quite funny. But it's kind of a defecto Iron Man sequel in a way. But we've got a villain that's usually associated with Iron Man fighting and now you know one of the new Asian representative sort of superheroes. I'm quite excited for it. Also, the Mandarin's powers are crazy. So what do you think? What what are your thoughts? He's a wizard, isn't he? He's like a wizard. I'm a wizard. He's a wizard who got ten rings, yeah. <laughs> which <Yeah>. is <laughs> one for each finger. One for each finger and thumbs. Does he have a wand? I can't remember what else he has, but each oh, one. He has a staff, doesn't he? Like a big staff. Yeah. Each ring has a different like elemental power. But it's like the Infinity Stones. Kind of, which is a little <laughs> bit weird. But have you ever read up on where these rings come from in the comics? No, have you never heard yours? <laughs> no, these rings come from some weird alien dragons that get killed and they land on Earth and then he gets the rings off of dragons. Pretty weird, pretty out there, very oriental in sort of theme, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah, it's going to be dead weird. And also with this dragons talk now, are they going to bring Thing Fang Foom into the MCU? And for those who don't know, it's basically a giant talking dragon <laughs> that wears purple pants. I mean, if you're going to be a dragon and be huge and fight people, then you've got to wear pants. I've got to cover up on it. You've got to cover up. I mean, giant dragon dog. Taking out cities, just flying over. (laughs) So, yeah, he wears pants. I'm not sure if it's like a human guy that gets turned into it or what. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether that comes into that. You got any other thoughts on Shang-Chi before we move on? Again, never heard of him. (laughs) Very (laughs) underwhelmed. Never never heard of the guy. Very (laughs) underwhelmed. So, because you're really loving the streaming service at the moment that they keep pushing here, the next one coming out is WandaVision. Um, it's a terrible name, don't you think? WandaVision? Mm. Television? Not a fan. Not a fan. Not, he's not a fan, ladies and gentlemen. But that's coming out in spring 2021. Um, and it's apparently a multiverse-hopping scenario. So they've set up the multiverse in the MCU at the moment, that there could be parallel dimensions going on with different outcomes happening in different places. If you remember back to Endgame, the the ancient one was saying that if you don't put the stones back in the exact places, it'll create a weird parallel in our in the current time zone that she was in, where they won't have the time stone and the other stones to be able to defend the Earth against like Dormammu that we know in that film and other things like that. Um, so this one is a multiverse hopping film. Apparently, it's going to be set as like a sitcom sort of comedy, you know, one of those old cheesy 80s or 90s programs where everyone's wearing like sweater vests and things like that and it's all really daft and 
whimsical and stupid. It's um, apparently one of the realities in it could be like a 1950s style as well, because I think the vision in the comics is actually one's tried to settle down with his own little android family and tried to pretend like he was normal and but human. I think in, um, in Civil War, isn't it like it's wearing got a little sweater? Yeah, thing. so it would tie together making, well. making chilli. <laughs> yeah, so it would all make sense. I, I'm actually quite excited for this. Paul Bettany is really funny. I think he's quite a funny bloke. And he, he could really like push the boat out on the things that the Vision's doing to try and make himself human. Now, the one thing here is it's set after everything that we've seen before. So obviously he died in Infinity War. He doesn't exist anymore. Is this... Wanda, Elizabeth Olsen's character, going back or going into a different dimension to try and save Vision or recruit a new Vision. They did it with Gamora in an accidental sort of way. Mm. Um, you know, is Loki that we're going to talk about in a second, which again sort of shoots off in that multiverse kind of realm. What, what do you think? Do you think that that's what this is, this is? Or do you think they're going to reboot Vision somehow and they're going to run away together where they're not going to get bothered? What? There's, no, there's no one to really remake Vision though, is there? No. Because, is that what you meant? There's only Shuri, Black Panther's no... Shuri that could maybe do it, mm. but there isn't anyone else. Like, I can't imagine Bruce is going to be able to do it anytime soon. There's no Tony anymore. Yeah. So do you think she's going to use, because she, she's meant to be one of the most powerful like characters, not just in the film universe, but in general as like a mutant, like she's associated with the X-Men normally. Do you think that she's just going to unlock some new potential power that just it enables her to go back in time and do she different things. just do what she wants. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the, the other interesting thing about this is that Teona Paris is playing Monica Rambeau. Now, Monica Rambeau is a character related to Captain Marvel, and she's the daughter of Lashana Lynch's Maria Rambeau, who, in, if you remember in Captain Marvel, she's got a little girl, but obviously it's set in the 90s, so it's her all grown up now. That excited me a little bit because it's like, well, why is she in it? What's she attached to it? In the comics, she gets very similar powers to Captain Marvel. I'm not sure how, but like, she was quite likable in the film as the kid. Like, she wanted to look up to Brie Larson's character and and do all the same things. But how does that tie into that? Is it going to be an alternate reality? Is she going to be chasing after him, trying to get him to come back? I I don't know. There's no more information for this. Have you got any other thoughts before we move on? <laughs> um. Uh, no, I'm done. You're done? <laughs> I'm done on one division. Are you going to watch it? Maybe. That one's a maybe. Maybe. I'm a little depends, bit excited about it. Depends it. how many episodes there is of that one. <laughs> so, I think one of the final things, because we're going to move on now, but the final thing that excites me about this is what's coming next. So we've got, we're moving back to films now, we've got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which sounds like a crazy title as well, instead of just going with Doctor Strange 2. They've gone out there. They're using the multiverse loads out there now. With the Spider-Man film mentions it, even though it wasn't quite in it. Obviously, you've got one division here with the the multiverse as well. Now we've got Doctor Strange out and out. The title is the Multiverse of Madness, and that comes out May seventh, twenty twenty one. It's got Wonder in it, so it's gonna be. She's been cast in it, and it's been highlighted that she, by the sounds of it, it's not a bit part role. It's quite a big role. Does Doctor Strange find out that they've been, um, you know, drop the F-bomb here, they've been fucking with the, the WandaVision sort of timeline and he's got to, you know, sort it out because that's his job, like he's got to keep the timelines and everything, you know, and all the multiverses in check. Is he going to go after and is that how that starts that off because it'll flow from that into that? Or are they going to do like a buddy thing through the multiverse to fix something that she's messed up in her TV show? 
I like this because they all connect together. This would be a way of encouraging people to watch WandaVision before watching Doctor Strange. Does that make it more exciting for you? Because I know that you didn't really know too much about what was happening with any of these. Well, I'm, I'm excited for Doctor Strange anyway because that's one of the ones I actually like. I enjoy that. Benedict Cumberbatch. Is Benedict like, Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Is uh, is is a is a good is a good egg. <laughs> he is. So I think I think that'd be a good one anyway. And yeah. the fact that it's it's got multiverse in the title is quite exciting. Yeah, it but, could go on if you've got anything more. Um, no, 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 no. You, you go. No, his brain go. slowly. We mentioned multiverse, and his brain's just firing off in all different <laughs> directions about the possibilities of what could happen. The last thing that we'll say on this is that the director, I believe, is the guy who directed the first one, um, and he's from a horror background. Um, he's done lots of horror films previously, and he has said that this is going to be the first Marvel horror film. So in, I have no idea. There's a lot of weird stuff within the Marvel comics in the multiverse. There's that weird Mishora Gorath thing, which is like a giant starfish with one eye that's like a bit of a copy of Justice League. They have a villain that's a bit like that as well, like Starro. But it's like a big octopus monster thing. There's all sorts of weird stuff that they could do. And if they're going to go in a horror route, but obviously they'll have to keep it within the realms of a 12A. Isn't there um, Madame Web as well? There's Madame she's Web. A, she's a big part of the multiverse. Yeah, I mean, she's a... Like, honestly, that's going back to the Fox Kids cartoons again, isn't it? But yeah. she's a crazy... <laughs> we love the Fox Kids cartoons. But it's going into a crazy, crazy realms of possibilities there. But we'll move on. Because sticking with the multiverse, <laughs> there's a big theme about MCU's phase four by the looks of it. Loki, the TV show on the streaming service coming out spring 2021, is set after Endgame um, with him back as, as Logi. So it's uh, Logi? Logi. Logi! <laughs> with Tom Hiddleston. Love Logi. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> with Tom Hiddleston as Logi, it's a, it's a spin off. Um, so Tom Hiddleston as Loki who disappeared with the Tesseract in Endgame. So it is a shoot-off, it's Ooh. a parallel universe. Because that could be where the, um, the thing is, where the D stands, but put back in the right place. Not because... Yeah, it'll be very difficult for him to put it back in the right place. Yeah, it is, it is weird. I don't quite... There's, there's a lot of, of areas that I didn't quite get about Endgame, but we'll be here all day trying to figure out what's gone on with the timeline. But basically, this Loki is a non-character developed version of the Loki we've seen. So he hasn't gone through all the For the Dark World stuff. He hasn't gone through all the Ragnarok stuff. So There's he's, no, like a, he's actually just escaped from... He, he's just escaped from being pummeled. The last thing that happened to him was he got pummeled by the Hulk. And obviously he was about to get taken back to Asgard, which would start the second Thor film off. But he's got away from all that. So there's no character development. The rumour is it's going to be very similar in scope to like a Doctor Who show, in the sense of he's just jumping around and time hopping around, well, space hopping, I guess. Um, obviously, you've got to remember as well that when he got this stone, he was sent by Thanos to get the stone. Is he going to go give it back to Thanos? Is, is Thanos going to be in this? Who knows? Is he just going to go on the run? I mean, the way that he's characterised at that point, it sounds like he'll probably go on the run. So it'd be like an on-the-run type show where he hops about, maybe gets his character development from somewhere else. Excited? Mm. I'll watch that one as well. It's Tom Hiddleston, and yeah, it's quite likeable. I, I know that character. Yeah, that, that <laughs> character's quite strong. Now, we'll jump on to another, another quite exciting streaming platform show that they're going to do, which is the Marvel What If series. 
not connected to any of the other ones and it's going to be an animated series and we, we have mentioned that we do quite like cartoons by the sounds of it. So this What If series is coming out in the summer of 2021. It's a bunch of What If animated scenarios featuring all of the cast currently in the MCU as their, you know, presumably as the characters that they normally play but in a voice acting role. Um, so far there's been some rumours and um, also some hints based on the actual logo. If you look really deep into the logo, you can see different bits of comic panels because, yeah, I'm a massive nerd. I've looked into this. That's what we do. That's what we do on this podcast. So, looking into it, we can see that um, there's some hints to Marvel Zombies. So there might be a, a what if Marvel Zombies scenario. We obviously got Iron Man in the new Spider-Man. Spoilers, he looked a bit like a zombie when Mysterio's doing all the flashback stuff. Um, it looks like Captain America in the picture. So they might do a what-if scenario where all the Marvel Universe with the superpowers becomes zombies. Um, that, the comic book runs are really good. If anyone's never read them, I suggest them. They're quite interesting. The, by the third, fourth volumes of them, they're, they're a bit off the beaten track, but the first one was really clever. Um, they've also got a rumour of Peggy Carter returning, um, but this time she becomes Captain America as opposed to Cap become Captain America, which then might lead on to a Captain Britain because there's, um, there's a Union Jack in there. So, you know, a bit of British representation there. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I love Britain, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, all, all about that uh, patriotism. Patriotism? Patri- patriot. The, the I am patriot. That's a character already. Patriotism is a word, yes. <laughs> patriotism. <laughs> so, yeah, um, excited about that one. It's probably going to be not really connected yeah. to anything. Or oh, oh, also the other thing before, before we uh, move on, that is mentioned as um, having the Watcher, you know, the guy with the big head that we saw in the Guardian film talking to Stanley. <laughs> um, where they narrate it, so they're narrating all the different scenarios. So I did cut you off then, I apologise, yeah, but would you like to... Yeah, I, I, I have a tendency to talk over you sometimes, but I look sweet. We'll, we'll iron that out. Um, so I think that one will be one that I'll watch because it sounds like I can just watch each episode whenever I want and it won't really matter. A bit similar so, to your, your fan thing of uh, Teen Titans Girl, yeah. where you can just like dive in and watch whatever you want. Dive in and watch it whenever I want. So you're excited for that one? Oh yeah. That piques your interest. This is giving the okay symbol. So we will move on to the next in the lineup, which is For Love and Thunder, which great name. And I mean, have you seen the logo as well? It's got a great like 80s vibe logo going on again, like Ragnarok. That comes out in November. 2021, November the 5th, so I did guess November, I didn't guess the year or the date, but it is, <laughs> it is, it's there in my head then going, oh, remember, remember, yes, yes, that's the one, <laughs> so the big news on this one really is that Natalie Portman's back, she said that she hated all these Marvel films, didn't want to come back, yeah, apparently yeah. only recorded yeah. one line for Endgame, I mean, I'm not a big fan, she's a bit dry, she's a bit dry, isn't she, in some she of these films, but she's coming back and it seems like they're going to be doing the female four scenario where she gets Mjolnir and becomes four. Um, they've done it in the comics. I think in the comics, Jane Foster has like a terminal in- illness, so four does it to save her life and it keeps her alive. So maybe they'll tie that into it, who knows? So is it going to get rid of normal four? Possibly, or there could be two fours. In the comics, so he's, 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 he's talking about earlier. All the actual characters are leaving. <laughs> All of the actual people are leaving. It is a little bit sad. People that no one cares about. So you, what you're suggesting this might be the end of the MCU do you think it might kill it off maybe kill off the interest with too much change mm, I think so so um, my only thought on this is that also they're thinking of doing 
Tessa Thompson's character, which I believe was a bisexual character in the previous film, is now the doubling down on her being the first sort of female superhero gay character that they've got in the MCU. And apparently part of the plot is going to be her looking for her new queen of Asgard after handing over Asgard at the end of Endgame. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Are you bothered? I'm not too bothered about it. it you know, at the end of the day, there's, there's a lot of gender representation going on in films and TV now. That doesn't really bother me in in the slightest that Valkyrie's going to be an openly gay character. It might give it a nice cool spin that she's going to find some more, like a strong female character. Could it be Natalie Portman's four? Could she get with four, but not, you know, the D four, but get with Natalie Portman's new female four? She's going to call four. Well, allegedly, yes. In the comics, she is. So, don't know how that would work. No, she's not. Uh, she's not Odin's uh, Odin's son slash daughter. She's, she can't just change her name to. Apparently, it's, he he would be worthy of for the like the power of for. So it's like yeah, it's not really your name. Somebody who uses the hammer. Yeah, so it's just, it's a weird one. Also, where they're gonna get the Mjolnir from? Using the hammer. It's the multiverse. What's she, what's she done to be worthy of using the hammer? <laughs> Um, Apart from Slate, the uh, Slate all the films, and then she come back because they give her a packet <laughs> to be able to come back. She got to Slate and then be worthy of the hammer. Uh, we know that Taker's doing this film again. We've got big love for Taker because we mentioned him last week and we're going to mention him again soon later on. But yeah, there isn't really anything else to mention. The only thing that I've have seen allegedly is that it's set before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, so there is still a chance that Thor could appear in that, potentially. And also, It'd be pretty cool if we end up with like a team of four, something like the Frog Four, the little where it's like a frog version. The Four Fours. Yeah, and like the Beta, four beta Ray Bill. <laughs> Fantastic Four. Yeah, they could really again. do a spin on that and just do it again. So who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Um, that was just a me speculating. What if? What if? What, what if? if there was four fours and this co-host and four host fours. could could not correctly say four fours at all? <laughs> Because <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> Please don't bully me. <laughs> so we're going to move on. Um, another TV show. If you're loving these TV shows, like, you're a big fan of all these streaming TV shows. He's, he's not a big fan. We're doing a, a Hawkeye. So Hawkeye is literally just called Hawkeye and it's coming out in the fall of 2021. Apparently the premise is that he'll be training up the character from the comics. Of course, to replace him. Replace like him as well. You, you, there's a theme going on and you're not liking this theme at all, but to train a young Kate Bishop to become the next Hawkeye. And that's not even his daughter who's training in an endgame. It's a completely different person. Um, I don't really know much about Kate Bishop in the comics other than she does actually take on the Hawkeye mantle. So we'll have two females now with the Thor film potentially taking on previous roles. Um it's based on a comic book run by Matt Fraction and David Ajay. Um, I don't really know much else about it. Apparently it's one of the, if you're going to pick up a Hawkeye comic, this is the comic that you're supposed to pick up. Apparently it's really good. The only difference to the movie universe, he doesn't have a family. It's about him bumming around his flat and like a day-to-day -day sort of, day-to-day -day life of what he does because he hasn't got any powers and how he goes about things and him being a bit old. And obviously in the films he's mentioning a lot that he's old and he, he can't keep doing it forever. It's probably bad on his knees doing all those superhero jumps and, you know, it's, it, you just want to get there and spend time with your family, I guess. So. He retires, doesn't he? he yeah. He retires before in, like, Endgame. Yeah. And then has to go back because his family disappears. So, yeah, are you, are you bothered about this one? I, 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 like, I love Jeremy Renner. I think he's hilarious. So I think it could be really good. 
but we haven't got enough information yet, or yeah. we haven't got trailers and anything to really go off any of this, have we? Again, I'm, I'll probably just one of those things I'll watch. Might not enjoy it, I'll just watch it. So in summary, you're going to watch all of these, but I'm you're going to watch all of them, yeah. just might not enjoy all of yeah. them. Yeah, so join us in, in 2020 and 2021, and you know, in 2022 as well, there's some other stuff coming out that we're going to go about in a second, and we'll go over them in more detail as and when they come. Or if we get any more news, we'll, we'll touch upon them in future future episodes. But that's it. And I think the only thing that I forgot to mention last week when we mentioned Renner, he's got a singing album career going on now. So, you know in, in Spider-Man when they're like, oh, um, you know, Tom Holland is asking, why didn't you ask anyone else? Falls off world, you know, um, other people are pre-engaged, they can't get in touch, Captain Marvel's busy. Is he just on tour? It's Hawkeye just out there on tour. Is that what's going on? If anyone doesn't believe me, get yourself on YouTube, Google Jeremy Renner. Um, it should be one of the first things that comes up, but he's just released a new single. And you were even saying that he's got like some world-class drummer on the music video as well. So, yeah, that could be quite interesting. I wonder if he'll do the theme for his show. <laughs> Who knows? But, yeah. And then finally, the, the last bit that was announced, which is, we said, didn't we, last week, what is going to be that surprise package that comes out? We were going on about Fantastic Four. We were going about Krasinski is going to come out and be like, ta-da, with the Fantastic Four. Um, X-Men. We didn't get any of that. Blade. We got Blade. No Wesley Snipes, but we got Blade. <laughs> Thoughts on that? Love it. Absolutely love it. Do you think love it's going to be R-rated? Or do you think they're going to keep it? I feel like it has to be. Even as a film, do you think it'd be yeah. the first one where they go, look, maybe don't bring your kids to this one, or like if you want to show them at home, you can do, but... It basically kills people with a sword. Vampires, yeah. you know, blood-sucking vampires. Like, there's got to be some level of horror or gore element in there. Do you think the Doctor Strange film will bring vampires into the universe? Who knows? Because like, I was about to say, where are these vampires coming from? Because we haven't seen them. <laughs> I think in the comics, they actually got sued at one point for using vampires, so that in the 90s, they wrote out vampires being in the Marvel comics and then when they were allowed to use them again a character found a book and like used the magic spell and brought them all back so <laughs> do you think they'll do something that's so daft that they'll just do that or do you think it'll literally be they, they were always here what, what what do you think I think I think you might be on something with the whole Doctor Strange thing with the, with the horror vibe yeah then maybe the slip through and end credits bit there's vampires it makes more sense it would it'd add that plot line and that through line Um. This um, this new Blade is not going to be played um, by Wesley Snipes. Um, he, he got out at Nick, didn't he? And I think Marvel, actually, Kevin Feige went and had meetings and discussions with him about how they were going to plan on doing it. So he may appear in it. It just might be like, he might be pass on the mantle. He might not have been Blade, but he might be someone else who trains this version of Blade. Um, he's been played by Marshala Ali, who was Cottonmouth in Luke Cage, the TV show, before he got his head bludgeoned in. If you haven't seen it, Watch it, you'll know what I mean when you get to it. Um, does that mean that Luke Cage and all those Marvel Netflix shows that we knew were dead in theory, but has this completely killed them? Has it killed the fact that we won't see um, Luke Coulter's character as Luke Cage, or we won't see their version of Daredevil? Will we not see any of them now because of this, because they've cast this guy in such a prominent role? Or could it be the multiverse again? What do you reckon? Um, honestly, I don't. I wasn't the biggest fan of any of the seasons besides Daredevil, so I wouldn't be sad to see them just scrapped. Just, just recast <laughs> or do something else, or... Just just scrapped, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> redo it again in ten years. Maybe, Maybe yeah. we fold them in a better way or do a just film. Just give Daredevil at least not his own film. Yeah. I mean, Matthew Cox is pretty good. Like, yeah. I would... 100% him and uh, 
Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin, who he has yeah. openly said for a very long time that he would be happy to play play kingpin in a Spider-Man film or play you know in a Spider-Man and Daredevil like buddy up film and have him be involved in it in some way. So I pull them through. I did like some of the other guys. Uh, John Berthold's Punisher. I would I would bring through. He's, he's a pretty good Punisher. Mm. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Whether they'll recast, whether they'll do something else, whether they'll bring them to the Disney Plus service. Who knows? Um, but yeah, the other role that he's played um, for people that don't follow comic book films. Um, he was in Green Book recently, which won a lot of awards. I've not seen that. Have you seen that? No. No, it was apparently really good, but it, it looked a bit, to me, personally, looked a bit boring. But I'll give it a go. It, it won some awards. Maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode. Um, maybe get us warmed up for the, the feel of how he's going to act as Blade. And then the other thing that he was in that I didn't even realise, he played the Prowler in the Spider-Verse film. So it's his voice in that as well. So he's actually been connected to Marvel stuff twice already before he's got this role. I think he'll play a really good Blade. I think my brother told me that. I think he'll play a really good Blade. Like he, he seems to, he has the acting chops and he's got loads of awards now. So he might as well, as you said last week, get some of that sweet, sweet Marvel cash. Some <laughs> sweet Marvel monies. Dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> and then very quickly, before we round this little Comic-Con section up, They've announced some release dates of February 18th, 2022, May 6th, 2022, July 29th, 2022, and very quickly at the end, Feige mentioned Fantastic Four is coming. Mutants, he didn't say X-Men, but he said the mutants are coming. And we're getting a Black Panther 2, Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3, and a Captain Marvel 2. What are your thoughts on them? Does that excite you a little bit more? Yes, because they're people I actually know. Yeah. Do you think they're going to be Phase 4 stuff still, or do you think it's going to be Phase 5 and I literally think, all this was Phase 4 and that was it? No new additions? I think that'll be Phase 5. You reckon? Yeah. Um, Which means Phase 4 is going to be a bit sad. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it seems a bit movie light, is mm-hmm. my one thing. So my one roundup of all that is it's very movie light. So if they're going to, they might stuff a Black Panther 2 into Phase 4 mm-hmm. at the end. Are we going to get a new Avengers film? Who knows? There's any Avengers left? The new Avengers, maybe? <laughs> like, we can discuss that on another episode because um, I'm aware that this new section is getting rather long. <laughs> yeah, we said we were short on it. It's not getting any shorter, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the other things that were mentioned at Comic-Con, an Avengers video game. Um, you don't have to really go on about this too much because there haven't been much details, but you basically can play as all of the, the original roster of Avengers characters, your Black Widows, your Captain Americas, your Iron Mans. I don't know if it's set within this universe. It could be set within the Spider-Man PS4 universe. It might not be. It's got Ant-Man in it. It's got other characters that come into it. Again, it looks like Disney and Marvel are hammering down on Taskmaster because he looks like he's the villain that's in the trailer. You've got rid of all your consoles. Are you going to get it back? <laughs> so you get this. Yeah, you can't not. You you were a big fan of like the the Batman games when they were out before with all the ones. Batman. I'm the Batman. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know when this is coming out exactly. I know that it's next year. I don't think there's been any concrete sort of time or date announced yet, but we'll keep you up to date on that one. If anything else is released to do with that. But it looks pretty good. I'm pretty excited. I'll be getting that. And as we've already mentioned to do with all the Disney streaming services, that looks like it's coming out at the end of November in the US. Uh, so the end of this year. Um, there is no news or release date for the UK as of yet. But it looks like it's going to be another five to six English pounds from your wallet to Woo! get that. 
Um, are you excited about the fact that you've got another streaming service to get after Netflix and Prime and everything else that you've probably got? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, have to cancel a few. Cancel a few, shuffle a few rounds. Maybe get a sweet free trial <laughs> if you have to do that. At least create, get get create, one of them. Create a few accounts, get a few free trials. For each one, who knows? Um, I mean, we don't advocate uh, illegally streaming. I mean, Is it but, illegal? I mean, at this day and age, get, allowed, get, get yourself a VPN, download it from America and watch it and share it with the rest of us. <laughs> you know, you've got his email address at the end of this podcast if you want to share. <laughs> Um, another thing that got announced at Comic Con was uh, we talk a lot about Marvel at the moment on this podcast, but the the DC animated movies are usually really good. They're much better at the moment. I found than most of the DC mm-hmm. actual films, the yep. live action ones. Batman Hush, um, another animated film. Um, it's starring Jason O'Mara as Batman again. He's been doing a lot of them. We were just discussing before this podcast, um, which were the last one that you'd seen. Um, one of the, the Superman, Superman ones. ones. The death and the death of Superman. The red. Superman. Yeah, I have not seen them yet, but you said that they're a good, good watch, good recommendation. Very good. Very good. So I mean, if you want to watch them all in order, I, you know, you'll have to go back, check, check IMDb, and look for all the ones that have got Jason O'Mara playing Batman. But they all flow into each other. And the last one that I watched of any of DC sort of animated films was the Ninja Batman, which I wasn't a big fan of. But that's not connected to all of these ones that have recently come out. Um, and then before that, there was the Justice League Dark film that's got your John Constantines in it and your Etrigan the Demon, is that John right? Constantine's. John Constantine's. Two of them. Blur. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's nothing better than having more than one John Constantine. That's what I say. That's what I say. <laughs> um, you know, if you want to get those demons sorted out, you get two. John was currently sort of his uh, hands on his hips, by the way, everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, the Superman pose, even though he's a, he's a demon sort of slayer. But anyway, we'll move on from that, um, but we're going to watch that and catch up with that at some point. We'll have a, a discussion on that once we've both seen it. I'm sure we're going to both love it, though. It's got all of the Batman rogues gallery in it, because Hush manipulates them all. Um, the other thing I will say, for those that don't know, Hush is um, allegedly, I think, one of his childhood best friends um, who gets jealous of uh, Bruce Wayne's upbringing, which is a bit weird considering... Steals his face. Steals his face, makes a reconstruction of Bruce Wayne's face, finds out that he's Batman and and does a lot of naughty shit, doesn't he, really? He just just messes with that a little bit and he's supposed to be quite a good, compelling villain. But we'll, we'll watch that and we'll get back to that. There's been a trailer, finally, for The Witcher on Netflix... Um, Henry Cavill's chucked off his cape, chucked on another cape, got a sword. What did you describe him as? Uh, After watching this trailer? Superman as a Targaryen. Yeah, he said that he looked like he had a mop on his head. Basically, just looks like he. um, He's just. He's just. The entire trailer was just him whipping around, killing some big spiders with his perfect jawline and his. uh, and he's got more ripped. He seems to have just got more ripped than he was when he was Superman, which is insane. I don't really know much about this property other than that it was a book that then got turned into a game that everyone loves these video games. I know my cousin was on about it at one point when I've seen him. And Lots of people playing it. it. And you had never heard of it. And now you were just looking at this bloke who looks like he's got a mop on his head walking around with his sword being all broody. Um, broody? Broody. Yeah, nice. Like broody and moody. Kid. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah, so when he's walking around like he's about to have a kid. It's <laughs> what happens when you see like someone with a baby in it. Yeah, yeah. And broody. I'm sticking with it. I'm not changing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's broody. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's going to be an interesting one. I'm probably going to watch that. It looks like something. It looks like very Game of Thrones, a very uh, you know human oriented storyline. But apparently, he chases after monsters and stuff as well. So 
that's exciting. We'll find out more about that and chat about it in another episode, I think, because we, we don't know enough right now, do we? Um, also, news this week, and you're going to love this one because you've gone right off the boil with The Walking Dead recently. <laughs> but The Walking Dead are getting movie spin-offs. We already knew about that. We thought they were going straight onto AMC. They're not. There's going to be three Walking Dead films that are allegedly all coming out in the cinema starring Rick Grimes. Woo! Are we excited about this? Hell no. No. <laughs> like, I've been watching the show just to keep up with it and I would wish that at this point they'll just round it out and kill it off. I did start watching it when they killed, well, when Rick Grimes got killed off in Switch Mode. But now you can go back and watch him at the cinema, possibly with me, yeah. watching him again do some more zombie stuff. But it's a bit, I, I'm just really confused. Wouldn't you just go back and go get your kid? Like, I think they just need to call it a day now. Yeah. Well, they've ended the comics. The comics has finally come to an end recently. The entire thing just needs to come to an end. It's just it's getting stupid and it's yeah. getting boring. Yeah, it's too much drama, not enough zombies is my main concern. Yeah. I can't last time I saw a zombie. Yeah, they're, they're a bit rubbish now. Like, the, the Whisperers in the TV show now, I mean, I might catch up on this. Yeah, exactly. It's villains from the comics. Oh, we're the Whisperers. They wear zombie skin and whisper so they don't get caught out when they're with them. That's why they're called the Whisperers and the leader's a bit of a psycho. But we'll discuss that. Yes, oh, yes. So, no, that, I think that was the, like an offshoot to make us think they were coming when they weren't. Really weird, really strange. No, it's well, a weird one. I don't, I don't watch it anymore. You don't watch it anymore, I do. We might discuss it later. I might just talk at you for a full podcast about what's going on and see what you think. <laughs> sounds <'cause>, right. <laughs> it sounds, like, sounds, sounds exactly like this podcast already. However, it'd be interesting to see what your, uh, your reaction is um, to me going on about some of the things that have happened if you're not watching it anymore. But we'll, we'll get to that at some point when that series resumes at the end of this year. Um, some news, we're getting a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy TV show. Yay! I heard it was coming on BBC. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I'll watch but that. We'll watch that. It's weird though, isn't it, that we've had like a film, we've had a TV show before, we've had a TV show, we've had another film. We've had so many iterations of this. What is the meaning of life? Well... It's 42, isn't it? 42, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's by the smart mice. Yeah, well, we're not we're not that clever. We don't know the meaning of life. That's why we're doing this. 42. It's 42. Dolphins are really smart and ditched us. Is that, that's, that's, that's in that. I'm sure it is. Anyway, that's quite exciting. But that's, that's some more news for you. Um, we're getting a rumoured Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live-action Netflix show that's going to be a bit more hard ass sort of related it, to the comics more. Is it like, not following on from the films? I think it's going to be its own brand new thing. And more adult oriented so it's, not comics it's not are you not going to watch it now no <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Stephen Amell but no you got no, no interest if he's got no Megan Fox screw that but yeah it's meant to be more of a, an R rated thing because the comics originally were so that, I'm quite interested for that I think that that could be quite good um, we have also got some more news this week we've got some more Takeaway Titi we love Takeaway Titi on this podcast don't we <laughs> don't we John Wall we do we do we love, love him as Cog just as, as Cog, but it's just a great great director, great producer, great actor. He just brings a lot of comedy and satire to whatever he does. Speaking of which, he's doing a film called Jojo Rabbit. That means... Jojo Rabbit! <laughs> and Johnny's doing the theme for it. <laughs> it doesn't have any meaning. It's not any kind of follow-up on anything in particular. It's just a satirical, dark comedy based in Nazi Germany. What more is there to say about that? Also, that Taker is playing Hitler, but just a really sort of campy, off-the-cuff Hitler. Um, I think this is going to be good. I'm quite Very excited. Good. It seems like that could be a bit controversial with him being Australian. It could, he is from New Zealand. He's from New Zealand. It could be very interesting. 
They sound the same, very similar sort of <laughs> dialects from Australia and New Zealand. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Are you going to watch that? Probably. Transition. So, the other bit of news for this week is, and I'm quite happy about this because it was absolutely awful, is Tuca and Bertie on Netflix has been cancelled after one season. It was terrible. I watched two episodes and... I couldn't get past the first 10 minutes of the first one. What was going on? It just seemed completely pointless. Yeah, it's the... I've put in the notes here, the poor man's Bojack Horseman. It, it was, is. It was the same people, wasn't it? It was the same people, or like an offshoot of the people that made that, and apparently I think it was set in the same world, but it was just awful. When does Bojack come back? some point this year, later on this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll come in a further news segment at some point. But yeah, that's ended, so I have some news. What, what whoa! <laughs> Breaking news everybody. John Wall has some news. I have Go. some news. Uh, it's always sunny has been it comes back on the thirteenth of September, I think. Y- yes it does, because yeah, yeah September thirteenth is like a bit of a spooky Rob, day in it Rob as well. McLennery? Yes. As he posted it on, on Instagram the other day. There you go, some breaking news by John Wall there. There you go, I'm here. But we'll definitely be talking about that because we're huge fans of, of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You've watched it how many times now? Three times. All, Three, the, way all the way through, yeah. What's your favourite episode? Have you got one in particular? Yeah, uh, the one where it's like a day in the life of Frank. Yes, that is. <laughs> yeah, it's only where you get some swollen face and it just gets yeah, worse and worse it's, and worse. It's, it's like it's just from like his um, from his like viewpoint. And yes. He, just, he goes to that funeral and just takes loads of like. <laughs> medical drugs and just rips off a carpet from a, a table I like the suburbs episode yeah uh, where they're in the That's suburbs cool. and he makes his famous mac and cheese which turns out to be like a box of craft mac and cheese and, um, and he goes mental yeah. Dennis just goes mental <laughs> yeah, can't yeah, go. at Wally yeah who's the nicest <laughs> neighbour in the world a storm on Wally <laughs> a storm of fists <laughs> so yeah we'll be... like, I like the one where they go to the uh, the ski ski in uh, yes where it's like a complete rip off of like an 80s sort of like program or whatever like one of those stupid like films where it's always like uh, really the antagonist yeah <laughs> but we won't we won't go into that we will we will definitely be discussing more It's Always Sunny in the future so if you enjoy that come back please it'd be fun to talk about it with, with potentially some people emailing in please <laughs> uh, finally we'll round this up last two bits of film related news Zombieland Double Tap trailers dropped. Last time that we saw uh, Woody Harrelson, he was wearing that awful red wig in Venom. That was the last time I saw him anyway. Don't want to talk about that anymore. But what are your thoughts on Zombieland Double Tap? I think it looks good, but I know you said that you not you don't look too I'm, keen on I'm it. I'm not keen. It looks like they've really doubled down on some sort of weird sort of road trip element of the film and it's taken away yeah, from the whole zombie thing. The first one more as well. Yeah, I suppose, the but there was a heavier zombie element. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sold on it, but you, you were quite excited by it. You looked pretty happy about it. You particularly enjoyed that that bloke pulling out that bag of weed <laughs> in the car, just because of how funny that was. Um, but yeah, go check that out. Um, if anyone wants to let us know what they think on it, um, you know, you can always email in our messages, as I keep saying, because we've not really had that many yet. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the premiere was this week. Um, it's getting some pretty good reviews. It's not out for a couple of weeks in the UK, so that will be one of our what we've been watching or what we've watched this week at some stage. Um, but yeah, sounding good, and it's the penultimate movie from Tarantino, allegedly, before he steps down, don't make any more. Thoughts? It looks, it looks good. I from the trailers it doesn't really give much away does it, it still, I'm still a bit confused as to what's actually going on so all I can really pull from it at the moment from what I've read is that it's DiCaprio's a washed up and film 
like actor. And it's based in Hollywood. It's based in Hollywood because it's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Brad Pitt is like his um, stunt double. So they've got a, like they're a buddy sort of comedy friendship duo. Um, he's having a failed career because of his new upcoming films and stars, and he he does more of like the westerns and the old films that sort of like were prominent in the sixties, but films moving on from that. And it's all about that. I think there's also a segment to do with like the the Manson murders that's in the film because obviously it's a Tarantino film. It's got something weird like that in it. Um, I don't know much more about it than that. Margot Robbie is associated with this Manson murders scenario, but that is all I know. We'll have more details when we talk about it. But if you haven't got any more news, shall we move on? Yeah. <laughs> so, TV this week. We haven't really watched a, a right lot, which is why we've skipped the usual what we've been watching, because we've not watched any films, really, have we, considering it's <laughs> the film fella. We're just watching nothing. We've watched a bit of TV, um, and we are in the process of going to see The Lion King, so that will be on the next okay. episode. We are in the process of doing it. <laughs> we are in the process of booking some tickets to see The Lion King. There's been some dodgy, dodgy reviews of that so far, so that'll be fun. But we'll get to that next week. TV this week... You, we mentioned this last week, Sam Neill being in Peaky Blinders and uh, Jurassic Park and things like that when we discussed him, and you said you'd never seen Peaky Blinders. Would you like to update us on this? I have watched one episode now. And uh, I started on episode three. <laughs> <laughs> and why was that? Why did you start on episode three and not just start from the beginning like any sensible human being? Because I walked, because my dad was watching it, and um, yeah, I just walked in on episode three. Decided to watch it with him. Thoughts? Because it's like a big TV phenomena. Like everyone's quite it's, obsessed with it. It's, it's good. Right. Killian Murphy is a pretty solid actor. Scarecrow. Seems, seems quite good. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll probably binge watch that a little bit this week and see if I can. I think he'll be like a diehard fan. I've got this feeling I, that... I think I will as well. did, did this not happen? Was this Breaking Bad? Where you, you didn't watch it for so long and then you it's, watched it. Yeah, there was a phase... There was a phase where you just refused to watch any kind of like popular TV show and you watched it and you all of a sudden were like the most obsessed Fame person in the world. <laughs> just going for a phase. <laughs> but it's true, you did. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we come back next week if you watched any more or if you're any bigger on that. So we'll have an update on Johnny's... Um, viewing of Peaky Blinders but there's a new season of that coming so hopefully if you do catch up we can watch that together and talk about that Peaky Blinders two hours <laughs> Birmingham Birmingham no I'm going to do a, a Birmingham <laughs> Stop accent it, no. <laughs> Pe- Stop it Peaky Blinders <laughs> all I know so far is there's a lot of like IRA talk there is in the first one that is the uh, the sort of the main thing is the Catholic Church the IRA um, a lot of that going about and then I've, this week, I know you haven't watched it, so I won't go into too many spoilers also for the people that are listening back home. <laughs> but Good Omens, the TV show on Amazon Prime, starring Michael Sheen and David Tennant as basically like an angel and a demon. Um, it's written, again, like I mentioned before, by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. It was a book back in the 90s. It was really popular. Um, Pratchett, I believe, has uh, passed away. So Neil Gaiman has been one of the guys that's produced the TV show for Amazon. He's got loads of big actors in it, big big stars. Obviously, those two are the big pulls for it. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is even in this as a cameo role. So there's a lot of people in it. And I won't spoil it too much, but it's one of those doomsday scenarios. And obviously, they're, they shouldn't be friends, but they are. And um, John Hamm's in it, actually. He plays the oh, angel no. Gabriel. You love John, John Hamm, Hamm, don't you? You love John Hamm. So that might convince Johnny to now watch it, because he plays Gabriel. He plays, like, a very stuck-up... He plays good stuck-up character roles. 
he plays Gabriel in this and he's like the leader of all the angels and um, it's just a very chiselled man isn't it? Yeah. a very chiselled jaw again <laughs> like all chiselled men in this uh, this show today yeah it, yeah it's ch- the chiselled episode I'll just call it that maybe we'll just call episode 3 Comic Con special the chiselled men chiselled men, <laughs> men and some other people <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's really good. That might convince you to watch it. And if you do watch it, then we'll, we'll have a chat about it at some point. But I, I highly recommend it. It's very self-contained. It's only six episodes as well, so it's very bingeable. Um, highly recommend. Go give that a watch, people. And that's it for TV this week. Should we just move on? Oh, yes. So, Love Island this week, the favourite segment of your show. There's only, there's only a few days left. Yeah, there was a lot of activity that happened last week, and now there's only a little bit left. This was the last full week. I know, it was amazing. There was a lot, of, a lot of stuff that kicked off last weekend, so I'm going to let you take over again, because this is your segment of the show. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing for me this week was that uh, Chris, Chris is gone. I know. That was very, very... Uh... They ruined his hashtag. <laughs> I know. Hashtag Chris and Ovi. <laughs> I know, it was quite very sad because he was by far probably the best character on there. The, the most normal person as well, yeah, just the most down to earth. very down to earth, yeah. He used to slit like all the all like the common sayings that they all say, and they used to say, oh, don't say that, and stuff like that. Just, it was a good diffuser one it as well. I was mm-hmm. even giving Jordan a bit of stick because like, you've missed this completely. I never mentioned it, the whole Jordan and Anna thing. I mean, you were the yeah. vitriol against that woman. Like, yeah. go. <laughs> Right, so obviously with um, Jordan asked Anna to be his girlfriend and whatnot. Or not, said, not, well, not me, by the way. What did he say? <laughs> say? He said, his chick. His chick. And then, which was cringy enough anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, Agreed. like nearly a, a day later, he was saying that he wanted to speak to another girl and all this shit. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yes. All right, it's uh, okay. that's your first... Uh... So then Curtis uh, gave him some terrible advice to go do it. And then he did. And then he got caught. Cause he they're, got in caught villa, they're, like, they're in a villa where there's like six of them and they can all see each other. <laughs> so weird. Very stupid. Why are you not go anywhere else? It's beyond me. And then, obviously, it probably wasn't the best move he could have done. In fact, it was a very stupid move. Jordan's an idiot. Not me. Not, <laughs> not, not him. He's an idiot as well. But um, <laughs> So then Anna started, they started a big argument. Obviously, like, I was on Anna's side until the way that she acts. She's childish. She's, she is. <laughs> In the words of Michael. She is childish. Because she just... The point of an argument, they should let the other person speak, at least. Yeah. Also the fact that she kept saying, she kept saying throughout the argument, can you let me speak? Can you let me speak? The moment he tries to talk, she just shouts over and repeating the same thing over and over again. It's almost like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, did, what did she keep shouting at him? She just says... You a joke, mate. You a joke. You a joke. You a joke. Shut up, lass. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Just let him speak. He was in the wrong. He was in the wrong. Like yeah. he, he balls up. Whether but that was a fake thing or talk. not. But and yeah, he just I'm wanted glad, to cut I'm it off. Get, I'm glad they went. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would have preferred it if they went about seven or eight weeks ago when it started. Hmm. I agree. They could have just put Chris in earlier. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I was mortified when Chris left. Uh, our beautiful Jimmy Neutron head, Andrew Garfield lookalike. He don't look much like Andrew Garfield, but his hair is his hair is amazing. <laughs> the, other, the other thing is, this week's been the episodes where they go on the really super cringy dates, cliche dates. And it's almost as if like it's been scripted that they have to say all this certain stuff about each other, and it's really nice and it's really it's really cringy, and I don't want to watch it. <laughs> How pissed off would you be though 
if one of your dates, one of them got to go on a helicopter and then the other one had to sit in basically what was just a restaurant. Does. <laughs> yeah, it was basically, they'd have a little dance in a circle. Well, and then there was that other awkward one where there's that woman playing a violin, which must have been really awkward for her while she's just sat there. Was there, was there. Harp. Was oh, harp, harp, yeah. harp, yes. Correction there by our musical maestro. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be stupid. The bit, bit I did enjoy, though, is when um, Anton and Bell were on their jet in the helicopter and whatnot. Um, they did that thing with the boys this year, didn't they? They made them like a yes. little secret task. I do, I do enjoy I that. I think that was the, probably my favourite episode so far. Yes, it's only, the only interesting bit is when they do it. It's always right at the end as well, isn't it? It's but the end of the season usually. By, by the looks of it, they're not doing a lie detector test this year. No, they're going straight for the There's parents. There's only two episodes left. Family. There's only two episodes left. There's the one tonight with the family. At the time of recording. And, we then, had. <laughs> and then on Monday, tomorrow... Yeah, <laughs> time of recording. <laughs> um, it's the final, where I'm, I assume Tommy and Molly are going to win. You'd assume. I mean, I can't really. Is there any other front runners? Mm. Ovi, people, maybe. People, people like Amber Dola. People might vote for Ovi. Like, there's a lot of love for him, but yeah. India's a bit dry. It, not the country, and you know, I, I, I mean, Shosh is lovely as well as a person, but she just hasn't really had time to grow on on me as a as a viewer of all the other weeks that we've had so far. The same with Harley, really, wasn't it? When she was with yeah. Chris, even though he wasn't in there that long, but he was just, it was such a larger than life character that you just sort of felt for him a little bit. Um, but yeah, is that your Love Island update? Do you want to chuck out a prediction? Because by the time we do his next episode, it'll be over and done with. Um, First prediction who's going to win? Tommy and Molly. Okay, second prediction, are they going to split it or is she going to do like a controversial <laughs> thing and run away with I money? Think, I think they'll split it just they'll because split. of um, all the shit that she was getting saying yeah. that she wouldn't and she was just in it for the money after yeah. like now she's a... Even if she is potentially, we don't know, I'm not saying that she is, but she could do, but she won't now. Mm. Do you think any of them would, just before we move on, do you think any of them that are currently in there, any of them would take that 50 if they've been playing a bit of a game? Honestly, I think Bella would. As much as I love her. I don't think she's that 100% into him. Yeah. Yeah, I'll so go with that. The other day when we were on the, the fancy date and he was just like telling her, saying all the nice things and she would kind of say like, oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I just don't think that they're going to work. So, yeah, I'll go with that. So, is that it for Love Island this week? Yep, that's all. Transition! So, that's it for this week. Have you enjoyed that, John Wall? Oh, I always, yeah. always a pleasure, never a chore. Did you feel like you were at San Diego Comic-Con? <laughs> that's shortage. There was a, a distinct... Absolutely shortage. A distinct lack of Absolutely woos. Absolutely did. There was a distinct lack of woos, but other than that, you like, probably a little... You feel, I feel like you're about 10% more pumped than you were, which is, is just 10%, because you were at zero. So you're at 10% now. It'll chug along. It'll chug along nicely over the next few months, I reckon. I think I'm more excited for Phase Five than Phase Four of Marvel. Yeah, or just like all the end credits. Like that been announced. Or just all the end credits for all these other things, just so you can see what's coming. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's it for this week's episode. Um, we will be back hopefully next week. Um, hopefully it'll be me and yourself, John Wall, talking about the Lion King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but if you'd like to give us a follow on Twitter, my handle is at the underscore film underscore fella. And mine is at J-A-Y-Y Walker underscore 
<laughs> Said it a bit better than last time. You did say a little bit <laughs> last time. I was expecting some sort of stumble then. Uh, we're now available on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on plenty of other podcast channels. If you want the RS feed, it'll be in the description. Uh, give us a subscribe, follow us, give us a star review. I think you can only really do that on Apple Podcasts, but all of that goes a long way to helping us out. Um, if you want to find us on Facebook, does anybody still use Facebook anymore? I mean, <laughs> of course people use Facebook. I mean, they? I mean, I know us folks do. So you know, hi mom, dad, Billy, Ange, hello. <laughs> you can find us on there at the film fella. Um, it might be at the film fella and friends now. If I've updated that since this recording, um, we're also on Instagram at the film fella. And if you send fancy sending in any questions or have anything you want to say to us on email, you can email in thefilmfella and friends at gmail.com. Time codes for all of this episode will be in the description. And that's it from me. See you next week. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>